0: Game day, rapidly approaching, time for keys to the game in the trenches with Dave Lapham brought to you by First Star Logistics. There are so many keys, so many things that are going to determine the outcome of this football game. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's zero in on a few of them. time for keys to the game. If you have enough keys, maybe you can unlock the door. And the door to victory needs to be unlocked. You know, I thought, the Bengals have got it figured out. The first two games of the season, they did not start the games out very well. And that was a big key, a quick start, a fast start to the football game. Well, against Pittsburgh... Definitely not a fast start, 31 yard pick six. Eventually the Bengals are down 17 to three in the second quarter. That's not where you want to be. Battle back, tie the game 20 to 20, but you lose the game 23, 20 in overtime with 56 seconds left on a 53 yard field goal. So understandably it's like, Hey, now we know we have to get off to a fast start. So next opponent, Dallas Cowboys. First two drives the Dallas Cowboys have, they go 18 combined plays for 150 yards, 275 yard touchdown drives. Bengals are down 14 3 at the end of the first quarter. Bengals defense has only given up five touchdowns all year long in five games. They gave up two of them in the first quarter of the game down in Dallas. How do you explain that? So now you're down 14 3 at the end of the first quarter. you are come battling back and Tie it, 17-17, you lose on a 50-yard field goal at the gun. Now, that's two games in a row. Didn't get off to fast starts. Well, learn your lesson. New York, uh, New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, win the coin toss, elect to receive the football, go right down the field in the first drive in both those football games, score, take a lead, play with the lead. Things are looking hunky-dory. You never trail. In either of those football games, you win two football games. This is it. Lesson learned. Then you come to Baltimore. First four drives for the Cincinnati Bengals offensively. The first play of the game, they gained 11 yards. The first 13 plays of those, in, in those four drives, they gained a grand total of 22 yards. So take away the first play of the game where they gained 11, 12 other plays gained them. 11 yards, 12 plays. They picked up 11 yards. They had three straight three and outs. After that 11 yard play on the first play of the game, they go one, two, three and out basically. And then three straight possessions, three and outs. Halfway through the second quarter, they rebound, wake up, but they're already down 10, nothing mid second quarter, but they rally back. It's tied 10, 10 at the half. They have two good drives, touchdown, driving a field goal, driving this half of a quarter in the second quarter, they come all the way back and they take a 17-16 lead. But last drive of the game, Baltimore puts a drive together that's good enough to give Justin Tucker, the GOAT, a 43-yard field goal at the gun. The Bengals lose 19-17. It's very simple. Score first, play well early, 2-0. You don't, you stumble around a little bit, let the opponent get a a two score lead on you? It's very tough. They're 0 3. Simple formula score first, get off to a fast start, prevent the opponent from doing so. In the first quarter, the Bengals have been outscored by nine points in the five football games. Second quarter, outscored by three, minus 12 in the first half. Second half, they've outscored the opposition 21 9, 12 point advantage. And in the fourth quarter, 34 12, 22 point advantage. They have still not allowed a touchdown in the second half, in five football games. And they've you know outscored people by 34 points in the second half and been outscored by 12 in the first half. <laughs> have a fast start and finish. Finish the football game. That's going to be the big key. That's going to be a massive key in this one. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it, it, it's simple. When you're playing from behind, you know you start to count how many possessions are going to be left in this football game. What do I have to do? Uh, how many, how many times am I going to be able to take a a shot to score your playbook shrinks? You become more one dimensional. Uh, there's a little bit of a sense of urgency. You have to suppress the desire to take big time chances. You want to still have calculated risks, not big time chances. Climbing back from two score deficits is draining. It's not an easy thing to do in the national football league. The margin for error becomes very minimal. Pressure to perform perfectly increases. You're not going to be perfect. And you're not going to score first in every football game and, and take a lead, early lead, and play well early in every football game. But so far, it's going the wrong way. You have to be more consistent in doing so. They've done it twice and won. They haven't three times and lost. Gotta start turning that around. You have to do it more often. Get the lead, hold the lead, build on the lead, Win football games, finish football games. That's the first key that comes to mind for me. Every coach at every level of football will tell you the biggest key to success is win the turnover margin. It affects more football games from peewee football all the way up to the National Football League. Ball security. You want to hold on to all of your possessions and not give any away, and you want your defense to hopefully give you few extras, and take some away from the opponent. That's going to help the cause. There's no question about it. With the New Orleans Saints, there's a, a good possibility of that occurring. The New Orleans Saints are minus eight in the turnover ratio after five football games. That's dead last in the National Football League. They have 13 giveaways. So they've said, I mean, 13 possessions, don't really want this one. You can have it. 13 times dead last in the national football league. So the Bengals have an opportunity to maybe pad their statistics. They're plus one themselves. It was even against Baltimore. Really both teams had a turnover. So that wasn't a huge factor in the football game, but in terms of, uh, of, uh, fumbles, you know, holding to the football, that that's a, that that's a, a big deal. And the 13 giveaways, the saints have six of those are interceptions But this stat's almost mind-boggling. They put the ball on the ground 12 times already. Tied for second most in the NFL. They've lost seven fumbles. That's the most in the National Football League. They've lost seven fumbles in five football games. Seven fumbles lost, six interceptions, 13 giveaways. The most generous football team in the National Football League in the turnover ratio. That's going to be big. And then along with turnovers – you got to talk about penalties in the form of self-destruction. The New Orleans Saints have a two and three record, just like the Cincinnati Bengals. And a big reason that their record's not better is that they are self-destructing, as we talked about, minus eight in the turnover department. How about penalties? That's the other form of self-destruction, where you're just giving up hidden yards because you know your, your, your technique's poor or you forget snap counts or whatever the case may be. They have 40 penalties in five football games, second most in the National Football League, 80 a game for 376 yards. That's second most in the National Football League as well. 40 penalties for 376 yards. Man, when you look at the penalties and the turnover ratio, you wonder how the New Orleans Saints are two and three. This is a pretty good football team if they don't hurt themselves. Self destruction has been a major, major issue for the New Orleans Saints. See if that continues against the Cincinnati Bengals. And as we know, football's all about scoring more points than the opponent. It's that simple, right? So you got to talk about red zone. All right, let's look at the red zone for the New Orleans Saints. 15 times they've been in the red zone. They've scored 12 touchdowns, 80% conversion rate, touchdowns in the red zone. Second best in the National Football League. That's pretty extraordinary. Defensively, the opponent's been in the red zone 12 times. They've only allowed four touchdowns. That's 33.3%. One out of every three times they get in the red zone, they allow a touchdown. Third best in the NFL. Offensively and defensively, they're in the top three in the NFL in red zone touchdown efficiency. That plus eight, 12 touchdowns scored, only four allowed. Is a a huge ratio in their favor. I mean, that's one of the most favorable red zone touchdown ratios in the National Football League. Here's the thing. When you look at the low red zone, and this is an area where the Bengals have struggled, the low red zone, first and goal at the 10-yard line or inside the 10-yard line, Saints have been there 11 times, have scored 11 touchdowns. How about that? Riddle me that one, Batman. (laughs) That that leads the league, obviously. The Bengals offensively have only uh, converted in the red zone 56.3% of the time. Tied for 19th in the NFL. Four times they haven't scored any points in the red zone. Tied for second most in the NFL. Four red zone possessions, no points. Those are backbreakers. Those are killers. When you get in the red zone, at least convert a field goal. Hopefully, you can score a touchdown. Hopefully, you can uh, figure out a way to, to punch the ball into the end zone and, and, and score that touchdown. But for the, from the Bengals' standpoint, their situation in the low red zone, first and goal inside the 10-yard line, 10-yard line or, or better, 12 times they've been there. They only scored seven touchdowns, 58%. 26 of the 32 teams in the NFL are over 70% on first and goal situations. The Bengals are at 58%. It's hurt them. It's hurt them big time. We've seen it. Third, third and short, fourth and, fourth and third and goal, fourth and goal, third and short, fourth and short. That's been a big problem area for them. Bengals are going to have to get that up to at least 66%, two out of every three. 65 to 70% would work pretty well. Again, the Saints, 11 for 11. Red zone, low red zone. First and goal situations going to be big in this football game. Another huge factor in this football game is the running game. The Bengals' running attack showed some life. There's no questions about it. I thought the offensive line opened some pretty good holes, and Joe Mixon was very decisive in taking advantage of them. Joe rushed the ball 14 times, 78 yards, 5.6 a rush a 12-yard-long carry. P. Ryan added another 17 yards on three carries, 5.7 a rush. As a team, they averaged almost five yards a carry, 4.8. They were barely at three yards a carry. They almost, uh, you know, half as much as what they've been showing prior uh, to this uh, football game against Baltimore, who's a pretty stout defense against the run. Thing is, Baltimore was the first team that rushed the ball for over 100 yards against this Bengals defense. They had 155 on 28 carries, 5.5 per. Lamar Jackson led the way with 58. and He had a 19-yard run on that final drive that was a killer to put the uh, Ravens in field, field goal position for the GOAT for the greatest of all time. He had a 19-yard run. Dobbins had a 17-yard run. Drake had a 14-yard run. Duvernay had a 12-yard run on a reverse. Going to have to control and contain those type of things. And the New Orleans Saints are pretty good running the football themselves. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're they're darn good. They're in the top ten. They run the ball for over 136 yards a game, which is 10th in the NFL. They average five yards a carry in so doing, which is ninth in the National Football League. And Hill is is ridiculous. I mean, this this guy is is Taysom Hill is is the Swiss Army knife extraordinaire. Taysom Hill averages 10.9 a rush. He has a 60-yard touchdown carry. He's got five rushing touchdowns on 21 carries, five rushing touchdowns. The reason they're so good in the low red zone, Taysom Hill. He could line up here, there, or everywhere, so beware. There's, there's no question about that. are going to have to control that running game. The New Orleans Saints throw a lot of different things at you, just like the Baltimore Ravens do. And when Taysom Hill is in the, in the at the quarterback position in the Wildcat, it's just like trying to defend Lamar Jackson in the quarterback run package that they have. The good news is the Bengals just got done with the best in the league defending Lamar Jackson. Now they get a taste and dose of Taysom Hill, but it's not like they haven't prepared for this type of situation. Different types of athletes, Taysom Hill, is a little bit different. He's got deceptive speed, pretty good power, but it's going to be very, very interesting. Will the Bengals be able to run the football open up play action passing and everything that goes along with it. And will they control the running game of the new Orleans saints and, uh, and make them have to be one dimensional. And they're kind of limping and gimping a little bit at the wide receiver position, which would be a big deal. Um, So let's see what happens in the run game. Big key this week, who's going to be able to run it. Who's going to be able to stop the opponent's running game. One of the big reasons the Bengals uh, football game against Baltimore was 19-17. Explosives weren't a big factor in the game. Both defenses did a pretty good job of minimizing big explosive plays by the opposing offense. The Bengals only had one play of over 20 yards on the night. That was a 33-yard reception by Mike Thomas, who was basically one of the guys they rolled in there because T. Higgins couldn't go. And boy, how big a factor was that, by the way, as an aside. T. Higgins misses two and a half quarters against Pittsburgh, and basically the whole game against the Baltimore Ravens. In both of the division games, they don't have T. Higgins, who's basically another number one receiver. Not having him in those football games, big big reasons. The offense was a little bit out of sync, and they had some problems. T. Higgins is a, is a heck of a football player. On the flip side of it, the Baltimore Ravens they only had two plays of 20 yards or more. They had a pass uh, to DuVernay, Jackson to DuVernay for 21, and then uh, uh, Jackson to Mark Andrews for 20 yards. Only two explosive plays The Baltimore Ravens offense, and they were barely explosions. You know, they had plays of 19 yards or less, but that barrier of 20 yards more explosive plays, both teams did a pretty good job. are going to have to do that again. The Bengals are going to have to create some explosives and figure out deep two, two safeties deep, cover two, as you know, everybody's been doing it. The Saints, no, no dummies. They're looking at tape. They're going to play a lot of cover two against the Bengals. There's no question about that. And 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 make uh, Cincinnati their offense make the Bengals offense force them to adjust, run them out of cover two with that running game that hopefully is on the rise. But explosives for the Saints. Hill has a sixty-yard touchdown run. The opposition has a 69-yard touchdown run against the New Orleans Saints, though. They're giving up four and a half yards of carry on their own on that side of the football. Olave has a 51-yard catch. Landry has a 40-yard catch. Kamara has a 54-yard catch. Smith has a 48-yard catch. One, two, three, four different guys with plays of 40 yards or more in the air. Combine that with a 60-yard touchdown run. None of those big explosions offensively have scored touchdowns, but you're almost flipping the field by at least half a football field with these big explosive plays that they're getting. They have given up a 69-yard touchdown defensively, they've given up a 67-yard touchdown pass. So teams are getting explosive plays against this New Orleans Saints defensive football team. That's going to be a big, big factor in this football game. Who's going to make some explosives? Who's going to prevent them? Big deal. Another factor in this football game is both defenses are really good on third down. The new Orleans saints defensively, they're only giving up 29.9 conversion rate, basically less than three out of every 10 third downs. They're allowing the opponent to convert That's second best in the NFL. The Bengals are under 33% themselves. I mean, they're, they're giving up, um, less than one out of every three that's ninth best in the NFL which offense is going to be able to sustain drives, convert on third down, stay on the football field. It's going to be a big deal to make it third and four or less. You don't want to be third and six or seven or more third and three or four or less. It's going to be a big factor in the football game. Unless you're tearing it up on first and second down, you're making a lot of big plays on first and second down and you don't have to get to third down. <laughs> That'd be nice as well. But third down conversions, both defenses in the top 10 in the National Football League. Which defense is going to play that way on Sunday? Another big factor in this football game is you cannot underestimate the crowd noise in New Orleans. That dome is loud. Those fans are rabid. They are always in full throat. And they are big-time supporters of the New Orleans Saints. I'm telling you. The Bengals went to Baltimore, and they faced the same thing on Sunday night football. People were up in the bit for that one. There was no question about it. And you didn't see a whole lot of false starts and things of that nature. The communication, um, you know, the nonverbal communication was very, very effective in that football game pretty much for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know. Maybe Mark Andrews' touchdown pass might have been a little bit of an issue uh, from a communication standpoint, but I don't think that was a crowd noise uh, problem. In New Orleans, it's going to be every bit as loud as it was in Baltimore. They have a decibel meter down there and they want the the fans to peg it every single time they possibly can. It's going to be where you're going to have a tough time hearing yourself. Think have to stay poised, handle the crowd noise, big deal in this game. So there we have it more than a handful of keys to the game. If the Bengals can come up on the right side of most of these factors, these big keys to victory, keys to success. The bengals will even their record at three and three against the new orleans saints on the road dave lapham here and every day i am grateful for my experience to have played professional football as a player i realize self-motivation leadership and appreciating your teammates are key at first star logistics you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.